If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. How much fun it is to deride your family's Christmas carols. There's something hilarious about turning those precious Christmas carols into rotten songs all the kids will love. Today, our pal Manny Petty joins us for a live music session where we harmonize some hilariously rotten Christmas song parodies. Listen as we take a look at the classic Batman Smells parody of Jingle Bells that traces its origins to the 1960s, Spanish pooping nativity statues, and Manny's teenage obsession with mayonnaise. Plus, what happens to all those letters the kids write to Santa every year? The beauty of the humble Toledo Christmas weed. And for the stoner in your life, give them a Marijuana Edibles Advent Calendar. I'm Fausto Fernos. I'm Mark Fillion. And this is Feast of Fun. Frosty the Blowman did some molly with his blow. Smoked a corn cop pipe, took a double dose, and then drove into a pole. Frosty the Blowman sold fairy dust, they say. He was covered in coke, and the twinks all know that he throws some their way. There must have been some Tina in that old crack pipe they smoked. For when they were covered in clouds, they all began to choke. Frosty the Blowman liked to party with a T. He would scruff and grind all night and day, and he loved to pee and pee. Frosty the Blowman, his approach to every gay. He would say, let's hump after doing a bump and just party our cares away. There must have been peyote in that old crack pipe they smoked. And when they saw snakes on their head, they said, this must be a joke. Frosty the Blowman had the popos on their way. So he waved goodbye saying, gotta fly, they're gonna take me down today. A bumpity bump bump bumpity bump bump look at that frosty blow A bumpity bump bump bumpity bump bump snorting the clouds of blow A bumpity bump bump bumpity bump bump look at that frosty go Bumpity bump bump bumpity bump bump they took all his pills and blow Oh, Merry Christmas, everybody! Merry Christmas. There used to be music in this house, and now there's music again! Yay! Our guest today is Manny Petty, the musician, friend to man and beast, 
formerly known as Manny Capozzi, back on Feast of Fun. Welcome. Welcome, well, Manny. Thank you. Thanks for having me, boys. Of course, and Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you all. How are you making the Yuletide gay? Um, I try to make the Yuletide gay year-round. Mm. You know, that uh, song that you just did, uh, was it Frosty the Blowman? Yeah. What'd you think? Uh, Gene Autry is rolling in his grave. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I so. I thought you were going to make him into a piss queen at the end, because you're like, you like to pee, and then you're like, and pee. I'm like, oh, I get it. You know, I originally had written mm. lyrics about him peeing and yellow snow and all mm. that, but I decided to just stick with the drugs. Yeah, stick with the cocaine and yeah, the Tina the Molly and all that kind and of the stuff. Tina and, and for people that, that out there that don't know, you did a little reference to the party with a T, because that's what people do on the hookup <laughs> apps, so like uh, with a capital T, because they're into Tina. And uh, now kids, you learn, kids, you can get free drugs from strangers through your apps. And now, and P and P means party and play. So you do drugs with somebody, and then you have sex with them for hours. I thought it was about urinating. Mm-mm. And then well, clouds that might be part of it. Isn't clouds like an? I also clouds, have the clouds is, reference. Yes, yes that's a reference to the smoke the you make as you're smoking the crystal. Yeah, mm-hmm. the first. Oh, so so when you were a kid, like, did you giggle in school when they forced you to sing? A song, and you had you were like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to sing my own rotten version of it. I think everyone's done that. Yeah. Right? I just take it to a whole new level. <laughs> and like I think it's still like I think that's some of the best Christmas songs. Actually, the ones we remember the most is you know, Batman smells. Robin, Robin laid, laid an egg. egg. Did you Batmobile know there actually lost his wheel and Joker Duke ran away. away with the gay? <laughs> Did you know there's an actual full version of that? And I've never Are there knew. more lyrics. There was I guess somebody like compiled from school kids all the different mm-hmm. bastardized <laughs> version of Jingle Bells. So I'll say it for you real fast. Um, dashing through the snow on a one-horse sloping sleigh. Jokers on the go. Laughing all the way. <laughs> bells on penguins ring. Making Riddler want to fight. Two-Face wants to flip a coin and sing this song tonight. Oh, Jingle Bells, bells Batman, Batman smells, smells Robin laid an egg. egg. Batmobile lost its wheel and Joker got away. Hey! And that's it. Okay. Wow. That's yeah. pretty intense. And as kids, we were just like, we did that with like the Pledge of the Legions and the you know, National Anthem. Mm-hmm. The more serious the song got, the more rotten we would want to make it. I remember when my family we used to go Christmas caroling in our neighborhood. <laughs> no, really dorky. Some of the neighbors would come <laughs> over and then we'd go over to the other neighbors with our, the adults and stuff. And my brother and I and some of the other kids would try and sing that. And our parents would always squash it down. Like, don't sing that song. Don't. This is about, We're having a good time. Don't ruin it for everyone. <laughs> Please, kids. It's Christmas time. Not on Christmas. Not you wanted your cha-cha heels, didn't mm, you? I sure did. Well, and for us, you know, it's, uh, oh, come in my anus, forceful and dominant. Oh, please spread inside me your man mayonnaise. That's the song for Manny, because he's Emmanuel is his name. Oh, oh. Come, oh come, Emmanuel. Well, right. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's definitely yeah, that's Manny. My way. <laughs> so, Manny, why did you get the name change? Well, Manny Petty, I just, it's because I'm kind of like Tom Petty, except I'm just a big old homo, you know? <laughs> so I just figured it works. It's um, a play on manicure, pedicure. Yeah, I'm kind of like a gay Jack Black. I'm like a like a Jack you off. You should black, you know? maybe do like manicures during, like, in between sets. I could. I could have like a manicurist on stage. Yeah. Just do it yourself. Me? Yeah, yeah just oh, 
you know, just some Patty's nails and just, you know, file away. And Yeah, when you listen to my music, mm-hmm. your nails will look Well, fabulous. are you trying to separate your, your performance from your professional life? Is that what it's, it is? Yeah, I do comedy music, but I also do rock music. So mm-hmm. I kind of, I have, a, you know, I'm Manny Capozzi when I'm in the rock bands, but I'm Manny Petty when I do stand-up and funny music and all that stuff. So you're kind of like a drag queen, except not in drag. But yeah, I think that's well, a we're good, working good on that. Yeah. <laughs> I would be a hideous oh, drag queen. So. I've done it once. The was... uglier you are as a drag queen, the more they will love you. <laughs> what's nice? What, to, I don't know what this what's like. Nice yeah. about you is you you have like because you know you're balding a little bit on top, right? A, a lot of it. A, a, a lot of it. So it's like if you shaved your face, you'd have a lot of room there to do really elaborate eye makeup like Divine. Because Divine shaved her headline. Yeah, Hairline to, to make it like that. So you could be you could be fierce, Manny. Would I have to eat shit? Uh, only if you want to. Okay. <laughs> I just took a big load before we started taping. Have you ever, have you heard of Kaganiers? Do you know what those are? No. So you're familiar with like nativity sets. People have these nativity mm-hmm. sets. My mother makes your mother. a nativity set every year. She makes them? Well, I mean, she does a whole nativity she, okay. thing well, instead my, of a tree. My mother has you beat. She has like 30 nativity sets. She's oh. crazy for that. <laughs> and one year a listener. Well, your mother's a hoarder. She's a hoarder. But she also is, you know, she's obsessed with, you know, um, Things. Jesus and, and, and babies <laughs> and the family and all that kind of matter. stuff. Matter. Yeah, so she, she has them from all over the world. And one year, a listener sent us a Caganeer, and they come from, from Spain, from Caledo- uh, from Caledonia, I think it is what it is. Oh. Uh, and so uh, they always have, in, in their region, uh, in their major scene, a somebody who's taking a crap. Because <laughs> Caga is shit, right? <laughs> Yeah, caca. You know. A caca deer, yeah. yeah caca deer. It's usually like the Pope. It's, it's a Pope. It can be a political figure. Sometimes the it's US a little president. boy. It can be anything. You know, whatever's popular right now like uh, is is what they make. Huh. And for them, it kind of like keeps everything humble. But I think also, too, like the, these people have a different relationship to poop than we do. Is it our, like... Our relationship, they think it's cute. They think it's cute, but it's also humbling. It's it's very natural for them to take a crap. <laughs> so when somebody you know? farts, is it like, mm-hmm. oh? Yeah. And just so, to uh, clarify, the spelling is C A G A N E R. Yeah, Caganer, right? Caganer, right? And it's from Catalonia, which is and, you know the northeast part of Spain. Mm-hmm. And usually it's like you know like Theresa mm-hmm. May, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's a political figure, you yeah. can find it easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, President Obama mm-hmm. was done. But also, like, uh, you know, boxer, famous athletes usually are mm-hmm. in that. Um, suddenly there's a Ronaldo Caganeer, which is adorable. Ooh, if you're into adorable. scat and you love athletes pooping in what? your nativity scenes, go get yourself a Ron- Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> pooping. Well, the thing with them, too, is, though, they, they think of it as, like, it brings good luck and prosperity because it's like, you know, shit is fer- fertilization, right? It's so, so things grow in shit, you know? You have to have it, like, little uh, spread around and also too that there's another uh, expression that they have there too is like they say like uh you know how when people go together like hand in hand or like he's got his hands in his pocket they say um they go together like shit and butt <laughs> <laughs> Where, what country is that from catalonia and spain oh wow i'm yeah. learning so Aww. much about my own culture today mm-hmm. <laughs> i didn't even know this yeah now, why, why, why are you, are you like your family? Is it your mom that is interested in the little shitting statues, or no, is that something no, you just I thought was, was, was something cute? I gave her one one year because uh, somebody gave it to us. I don't know if somebody sent us. It was either the Pope or Obama. I forget which huh. one. And so I gave it to her. But you know what? I think she hit it somewhere. She's like nobody's shitting in my major scene. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my relatives in Italy mm-hmm. do stuff like that too for their nativity scenes. Yeah. And I wonder because like in Dante's Inferno, he 
would put like famous political figures and stuff in the Inferno mm-hmm. and different levels of the Inferno mm-hmm. as like a joke and as yeah. a, I mean, I wonder if it's related to that sort of history and that. Well, you because you, uh, you it's about equalization, right? For part of it too is like everybody poops, right? Yeah. But know? I think it's uh, mostly tied to the preciousness mm-hmm. of you know Christmas is just like of all the Christian holidays, it's the drag queen of holidays. Oh, it's, for sure. Up, you know, it's as the kids say today, extra mm-hmm. on top of extra. You have the lights, you have the the pageantry, you have the mythology, you have so you know. And and right now, this viral video of somebody, people are arguing whether it's Dominican or Puerto Rican, but somebody's front porch with homemade animatronic robots, the way like Disney would do at the president's mm-hmm. hall, but it's a full band of people pr- playing Dominican music. With a Dominican flag, but I think it's actually was done in Puerto Rico because the person who posted it said this is in Puerto Rico. Um, So but it's it's just like this uh, insane level of detail done by somebody who is has modest form of income, you know, like somebody loves Christmas that much that they spend so much money and resources to celebrate that. And I think about that, like, you know, in terms of like a uh, Western culture, um, Halloween, Thanksgiving, D- uh, Christmas and New Year's Eve, like as a as this chunk of holidays is so loved and, and celebrated. And people are just willing to give so much of themselves out selflessly to the world and decorate their homes and decorate their communities to just allow people to come together and feel better that the. Weather's not so good. Yeah, and it gives you an excuse to be nice. But at the same time, you want to be sort of rebelling against that. And so that's where all this, like, rotten Christmas songs and the Kaganeers and all this. (laughs) (laughs) Because you have to have have your yin to your yang, right? You have to have the other side of it. Well, my boyfriend, speaking of rotten Christmas, my boyfriend recently had me watch a diva's Christmas carol with Vanessa Williams. I had never seen it before. (laughs) I love that. But like, I love the girl band in it that she's got. And they sing a song called um, Heartquake. I think I got a heart quake. And of course, the whole next day we were, of course, saying, I think I got a fart quake <laughs> the entire day. But what a great horrible oh, Some movie. of those farts are like that. The, the Vanessa Williams Christmas Carol was uh, a made-for-TV movie that was done at the height of her fame with mm-hmm. Ugly Betty. Mm. So she's doing her best, uh, you know, stone-cold, heartless diva um, what, it's pretty much the only thing she's ever done, right? The, it's, the, well, she, she was done a bunch of other television Yeah, but she's almost projects, always yeah. just like that little, you know, that, you know. She's playing bitch. the same character, yeah. yeah. Most of the time. Except for, yeah. was it Erased with Arnold Schwarzenegger? That she was a little bit more of an ingenue. Eraser. Eraser, that was it. You yeah. have been erased. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> oh, Arnold. But I just love, you know, Vanessa Williams uh, sort of embraced this, like, uh, what is the name of the editor of uh, Vogue? I'm blanking on her name. Anna Wintour mm-hmm. kind of character. Mm-hmm. The Devil Wears the Devil Prada. Wears Prada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she kind of just, you know, for a long time, she was kind of synonymous with that idea of the fashion editor who's willing to do anything as a ruthless mm. bitch. And so for the uh, Christmas Carol... Her, I think at the end of it, she doesn't 
you know, discover the meaning of Christmas. Oh, or of course she does. does. She does. Not really. Like, she's still <laughs> Vanessa Williams at the end of the, the made-for-TV one, which makes does it she, so much better. Does she throw money out to somebody and they buy a goose? I don't remember the ending, I but I do exactly. remember that I she's stays, she's she stays true to her character okay. and doesn't really, like, do... And, and so right now, Saturday Night Live um, did a, It's a Wonderful Life with Trump, imagining if Trump wasn't president. And so... Uh, an angel takes Trump mm-hmm. and shows him how the White House would be like if he had never been president. Of course, everybody's happy, you know. And now he wants to sue SNL, right? He wants to take Saturday Night Live to court over that specific skit. That does not wow. shock me one bit. And at the end of the skit, uh, the angel, like Trump, doesn't learn his lesson. He's like, I want to be president. I want to be president because he, he's having doubts about being president at the beginning of the skit. <laughs> That's pretty brilliant. Yeah, and I think it's a, sort of a signs of the times. It's just like the fact that uh, the president is, you know, sees that skit and mm-hmm. doesn't recognize the irony of the message there. Yeah. And it falls on deaf ears. And I think, like, in real life, if a Christmas carol actually took place and three angels would visit some heartless, greedy, you know, tycoon, they probably wouldn't be paying attention mm. in, anyways. Mm. Now, one of the one of the three ghosts of Christmas for the Vanessa Williams one was Kathy Griffin. So oh, I wonder yes. if she visited Trump, if she would have his head <laughs> on you a know, platter. She was, she ghost just, of Christmas future. She, she just did Late Night with Stephen Colbert. And uh, this is how rich Kathy Griffin is. So if you were worried that she was missing any work because of what happened <laughs> with Trump, this is how you know who her next door neighbors are? Kanye and Kim. Oh, wow. That's how rich she is, that oh, she can afford to be their neighbor. D-list and, my ass. I know. And I guess, you know, because, like, uh, the price of all her, like, her, tw- like, 23 comedy specials and my life on the D-list and all those videos and stuff that she's done in the past, uh, because her, her name was so toxic, she was able to buy it back probably at a bargain rate. And so now she's bought and owns, like, all the projects she's ever worked on, you know? So and now she's going to available on iTunes. Where's my bell? There you go. <laughs> so she's even more loaded now. So so you think that maybe she turned a bad situation into a profitable situation? Mm-hmm. Or do you think that her holding Trump's head, uh, severed head, might have been a, a longer-term strategy to lower the value of her name so she could buy back her property? I don't know, I don't know she if she really, thought that much about it. I don't know. If she, I think that it was really something on it. I think that, you know, we were so angry and we were so mad. And I think she expressed I wasn't angry at her. No, I mean, we we're so mad and angry at, at, at Trump and the whole situation. Yeah. And I think that it was just something, you know, and she says, and I believe her, that, that it was something that was very last minute. They just did it. And they didn't really think, like, oh, what's going to really happen? Like, she didn't realize there was going to be so much blowback. I wish that I could do something that would get that level of anger and hate. The worst thing I have is, you know, uh, fans of Drag Race hating because I asked a inappropriate question to Kim Chi or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah. I mean, you could literally walk out and shoot somebody, and like they'll be like, whatever, they don't care. They'll yeah. be like, you know, Wait, who's they? What do you mean? Shooting? You know, the haters. They I mean, won't well, care? Well, you, they would like, care. You would get a very short news blip, and that would be it. it oh, you're would, saying because we are not relevant yeah. enough that if we murdered somebody, yeah. it would be treated as just another murder. Yeah. Not celebrity podcasters. <laughs> Mark Felian <laughs> killed them with kindness this Aww. Christmas when he helped f- feed starving orphans. Oh. Ah. Mm. But this, this Christmas show is all about rotten Christmas songs. Manny, you, right. you actually brought... 
some songs besides uh, Frosty the Blowman for us to I, I, I sing along some to. songs. I kind of want you guys to sing them with me, though. What do you guys oh. think? Do you guys, I don't, are you guys know. Up for I don't it? know, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> what this, kind of songs? Well, you know, I, I do have um, uh, a Butt Baby song. It's, it's oh, a butt, butt Baby. baby. It's cold outside. Butt Baby, it's cold outside. Mm, and, I like the sound of that one. And I need a daddy to sing, like, the other part. Oh. So oh. Is it, is it um, you know, consensual? It is consensual. This is it a is. consensual gay okay. version. Oh, okay. Of well, this Bud is the Baby. song uh, "Baby, It's Cold Outside" that everybody's been talking about on the internet. That is, you know, problematic, it, harmful, problematic. and yes. because of the fact that it sounds it's, like the guy's poisoning his date in order to trick her into sleeping with mm-hmm. him. Yes, but then other people are like, "No, it's just a woman who's trying to come into her own, but she understands the social circumstances." Listen, that woman is already in his apartment. For the time that this was written, she was already ready to do. Women did not go. Go to men's apartments back in the day. And so, so it was understood that if you did yeah. that, yeah. it's because you were interested in having sex. But yeah. consent is about yeah. changing your mind. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think the problem with that song is that she—it strikes me as if she's puts her, she's in, becomes in a situation mm-hmm. through the lyrics yeah. where she can't say no anymore. Right. Well, she's also feeling him out to be like, "Where's this going? What's this going to happen? You have to understand what my reputation's going to be." So you, you guys, know, there's a feeling, lot of things. Your feeling about ba- the original baby is cold outside is that it's it's okay, it's cool, and yeah, I'm fine that with it's it. overblown. And I'm fine with it, absolutely. And, and the, the reason I kind of wanted to make a gay version of it is that the dynamic between two men is different than mm-hmm. the dynamic between a man and a woman. But your dynamic, it's not just two men, is it? Well, it's it's a it's a man that's presumably straight and then oh. a, a, uh, a drag queen with a deep voice. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't tell me that part. Oh. <laughs> so who's, which one's going to be the drag queen? Well, Mar- well Mark's going to be the daddy drag queen. All right. How about that? What do you think? Okay, you butt baby. It? Okay, let, let's, let's just try it. Just go with it. Improvise. And we'll see. We'll okay, see I'm doing do. one take. Okay. Okay, bear with us. But well, let's go. Let's All do right. it. I really can't stand but baby, it's cold outside. I'm really not gay. But baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been been hoping that you drop in. So nice. I'll hold your hands there just like ice. My girlfriend will start to worry. Beautiful, what's your hurry? My roommates will be pacing the floor. Listen to that fireplace. Rawr. I'd really better scurry. Beautiful, please don't hurry. Well, maybe just a popper or two more. Put some records on while I pour. The frat boys might think. Baby, it's bad out there. Say, what's in this drink? Mm, no Ubers to be had out there. I wish I knew how. Your eyes are like starlight now. Break your spell. I'll take your hat. Your hair looks swell. I ought to say, no way, man. Mind if I move in closer? At least I'm gonna say that I tried. What's the sense in hurting my gay pride? I'm really not gay. Oh, baby, don't hold out. But, baby, baby, it's cold outside. I simply must go. But, baby, it's cold outside. The answer is no. But, baby, it's cold outside. This welcome has been How lucky that you dropped your pants So nice and warm Look out that window at this dawn My girlfriend will get suspicious 
Gosh, your lips look delicious. The frat boys will be there at the door. Waves upon the tropical shore. My homophobic mind is vicious. Gosh, your dick is delicious. But maybe just a, a bump or two more. Never such a blizzard before. I gotta get home. Baby, you'd freeze out there. So lend me your fur. It's up to your knees out there. Really been grand. I thrill when I don't touch my hand. How can you do this thing to me? There's bound to be talk on Twitter. Think of my lifelong sorrow. At least there'll be plenty retweeted. If you get pneumonia and die. I'm really not gay. Get over that old out. Well, baby, it's cold outside. Yay. Good job, guys. Not bad. Oh, thank was, you. That was not bad for I'm sorry stage. my auto tune is broken today. That was a little fix Mark's voice. Thank you for inviting me to sing that song with you. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Manny, it really means a lot. I think that was adorable. Oh, I loved it. Merry Christmas. I, I felt like I would totally have slept with you in that situation. <laughs> it's interesting that you were sort of like trying to coerce Mark to sing the song just like the original songs, trying to coerce the woman to sleep. <laughs> just one verse. Just one uh, verse. Just no, one more. One that's more. Just, that's how you get a straight guy. You just have to get him alone because his friends can't find out about it, right? So you have to separate. Like he's like that little gazelle in the in the herd. You kind of push him off to the side, and that's how you get him. Uh, and then also, you know, drugs and alcohol. <laughs> you know what would be I really crazy a... if we took our clothes off right now? Woo! <laughs> that's what Bill Cruz used to yeah. joke about. Isn't this crazy? Isn't this crazy? We're suck each other's dick. This is so like... crazy. Yeah. No, I saw a guy the other day that was wearing a shirt that said, "I'm straight." But twenty dollars is twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think it's pretty. That's a pretty hole good. is a hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'd the like thing about it is, though, some of these straight guys want to know what it feels like to get a, you mm-hmm. know, 
a package in your chimney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'll be honest, I'm I'm definitely I've gotten to the point in my life where I'm not attracted to straight men, and I no. you know, and I say that in honesty, like because mm-hmm. there was a period in my life where I really was, and I thought that was very tantalizing. Mm-hmm. But at this point in my life, I'm just not. Well, not are we all. talking about like you know guys who conform to a traditional construct of masculinity, or are we attracted to somebody who is not interested in us sexually? Who's not interested in us sexually? That turns me off now. Yeah, I've never been attracted to people who are not attracted to mm-hmm. me sexually. Well, that's the thing. It's like I, but I've had a lot of men who have said I was like their first. Yeah. So and then in that case, they have know, interest. Though. They have I interest. Mean, they yeah, were, I'm not interested. In, I'm not interested in tricking somebody into no. having sex with me. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, you know, listen, you either want it. Or you don't. That's one of those things. <laughs> and if you don't, but, you're you know, stupid. But things change. Manny, uh, you shared a photo with me earlier today of you, uh, and I texted it to you, Faust, so you can look. Um, at one point in time, you were obsessed with mayonnaise. <laughs> what is this? I'm <laughs> pulling out my phone. Where'd you send this I photo? was heartily obsessed with mayonnaise in, when I was growing up, and I used to want to create my own brand of mayonnaise called Manny's Mayonnaise. <laughs> And you did. I was going to mass produce. It's a photo of me licking a knife with mayo on it. And I'm Damn, holding. you look great in this photo. I was 16 in that photo. Oh, of course shit. I look great. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, wow. You look, like a, you look like a 1950s you know, ad for Miracle Whip. <laughs> like so the boys you, licking the, the, the knife seductively like it would be a, some phallic thing. And do you still have a thing for mayonnaise? I don't. I've, I've transitioned to ketchup. Oh, really? Yeah, ketchup is now my, my obsession. So you would have mayonnaise with your hamburgers and french yeah, fries everything. and stuff back in then? Yeah, pretty okay. much everything. Have you ever had homemade mayonnaise? Yes. That's Cameron just made some the other night. It oh, was did so really? delicious. Cameron's oh, yeah. your uh, boyfriend. Yeah. Your, yep. Partner, fiance. Does he have a stage name, too? My man friend. No, just Cameron. Cammy Petty. <laughs> uh, have you ever Maddie. had, like, gourmet ketchup? Like, you know, we, we actually had one... A brand that was made with butternut squash. Ooh. That was incredibly delicious. I would do that. I would try you that. You can buy, just Google like butternut squash ketchup on the mm. internet and you can find the company that makes mm. it. You can buy it online. Uh, what is it? Like, Cause you know, some people like Alaska, we went out to eat one time with Alaska and we're having burgers and fries and Mark turned to Alaska and says, Fausto buys off brand ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> she just like, <laughs> Well, because you guys are very proud of your well, Pennsylvania. Cat yeah. Do you buy the cat soup? Heinz yeah, well, she is lived from in Pittsburgh. And yeah. so, <laughs> and Fauster's like, there's no difference in this ketchup. And I'm like, there's a big difference between ketchups. You don't buy Del Monte. You just don't. And I you was don't. like, uh, so every time I buy Heinz ketchup and we get the Simply Organic, because I didn't want to eat fructose corn syrup. No. And so I think about Alaska just reading me to filth because I was willing to <laughs> use anything but it. other than Heinz. Yeah. I'm so sorry, wow. mm-hmm. Pennsylvanians. <laughs> you know who's getting read to filth is the UPS stores. <gasps> they Because they, they, they did a little tweet. And it uh, didn't go over so well. And so they had to, since they've deleted it, this is the tweet they sent. Uh, the UPS store, for people who don't know, is a place where you can mail packages. You can do your office stuff there. You know, all that kind of things. Uh, and they, they tweeted out, if your child addresses a letter to the North Pole, you can leave it with us. We do shredding. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that a, that's a, a single UPS store or is that like corporate? I think it's the UPS store at the UPS store.com. The people are just like, did the Grinch hack the UPS Twitter? <laughs> What's going on? Do you think it was a rogue like mm-hmm. employee or was it? 
an official. I think they thought it would be kind of funny because you know uh, what is it? It's the Wendy's uh, one that's out there that's like reading it because you yeah, know sassy. It's all sassy. sassy so they thought it would be Twitter. like really sassy to be able to do that, you know. But I feel like you, that's one thing you can't mess with. You can't mm. mess with bursting the bubble of Christmas for kids. No. I feel like that's a that's no, a no, no. that's a line. And no, there's any kids listening to this show right now? <laughs> turn it off. <laughs> Now? <laughs> now? Not not when it started? <laughs> uh, did you know that like, pr- since pretty much since Santa Claus was a thing with the Coca-Cola advertising campaign at the turn of the century, uh, kids have been writing letters to Santa mm. and addressing it basically, Santa Claus, North Pole, done. And they put it in the United States Postal Service. And the United States Postal Service is like, we don't know what to do with the letters. And a lot of them actually did get destroyed, shredded, burned, whatever. Well, what else are you going to do with them? Uh, so uh, for a, quite some time, there's a, a project called Operation Santa that the United States Postal Service runs that actually asks for volunteers to help writing back to kids and even as uh, volunteering to sending small gifts and donations to these kids that are writing to Santa. So the United States Postal Service um, can uh, you can participate either with your company or as an individual, but you have to get screened. Obviously, they don't want some, you know, some person sending poison <laughs> to children or something. Uh, go to DeliverCheer.com and you can work with the United States Postal Service to respond to kids. So it's a nice thing to do. And, you know, you can help some kid believe in the magic of the holiday season. But at the same time, I'm just like. You know, couldn't your mom and dad just like pretend that the letter came in and go to the post? Because you you can go to the post office and get a stamp cancellation that says North Pole on it. Aww. Yeah. So the 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 U.S. most post offices have that stamp and they'll cancel. You know, they're like sucker. We just got twenty nine cents or thirty two cents. I don't know. I don't know how much a stamp costs these cents days. Now or something like that. Something right? really high. We just got forty cents out of you. But you can cancel. You can pretend like you're writing a letter back to your child and. Give it to them, and, you and know. I think I think nowadays they can modernize. Instead of gifts, you can just send them a gif. I think that would be, <laughs> you know, no gifts this year, kids, <laughs> but plenty of gifts <laughs> online, animated gifts. Would you like that? <laughs> What what is uh did you ever write a letter to Santa as a kid? Well, you know, growing up, my parents are from Italy, so you know, when they grew up, Santa Claus wasn't really a thing in Italy. Now it is. You guys have a witch, Bef- right? A witch, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bifana. So back the Christmas then, witch. you would leave your shoe out on the balcony or on the mm-hmm. porch, and then she would leave stuff for you in the shoe. Okay. So instead of stockings, kind of a play on the stockings. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you know that leave- the uh, in terms of history of Christmas or pagan holidays, putting straw or gifts in the shoe and leaving outside for elves or, or later witches, witches mm-hmm. um, is the, one of the oldest traditions. Mm-hmm. And that's where the whole association of gifts and the winter holidays comes from. So would you do that as a kid yourself? We would do that, and then we would have somebody dress up like a terrifying witch, and they would come over, like, and all the kids would pretty much be horrified. Oh, scared. really? Yeah. And she was supposed to be this nice witch, but she looked like hell. Oh, really? Yeah, she she looked absolutely terrifying. Would she have, like, a broom and stuff? She had a broom, she had a horrible face. Would she, and, like, a normal, like, she would wear a mask, or she would, they just found like the ugliest woman in the village? It would be like a man with a mask, the pretending to be oh, a witch. Oh, it was like a drag queen. And it freaks me the hell out. Oh, I would my be God. so scared of Christmas growing up. Where, where did you grow up? Just in Chicago, but this on the This is a Chicago tradition. Yeah. 
Italian. Because we were part of the Italian American club, so we would go to the oh. Italian American club gathering, mm-hmm. and that's where they would have the mm-hmm. witch. But then at home, somebody would dress up like Santa later, Aww. and that was better. That's really sweet. And Italians have the best Christmas cookies. Well, yeah. next to our Christmas cookies. <laughs> well, you had our Christmas cookies. You guys made some devastatingly good Italian so cookies. So, Manny, because I, I know you're a big cookie connoisseur. You love uh, to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He did write a song, Let's Get Fat Together. I did. And, and, um, and so I want you to give me the real hard truth. If you don't like it, tell me I will not have my feelings hurt. Uh, you had the, uh, what is that, fruitcake cookie covered mm-hmm. in chocolate. What did you think about that? The fruitcake cookie covered in chocolate. That was the one with the, the darker one. Yes. I thought that was that was probably my favorite. Okay. I what what is one. it that you liked about it? I like that it's not too sweet, but it's got a lot of, like, candied fruit sort of on it. But it's also the texture is great. It's soft, but not too hard. It's perfect. It's like it's a, perfect. a gingerbread cookie with yeah. candied nuts and yeah. I love fruits. It. And then we had a uh, lemon pound cake cookies. The Emphasis pound on the was pound and the cake. Yeah, the pounding. I love a good pounding, so it was it was perfect. What did you like about that one? Um, I also liked that that one was it was a little bit sweeter, but not mm-hmm. as sweet as some of the stuff I've had. Um, the lemon wasn't wasn't forceful. Sometimes you have those, and the lemon is like right in your face, and it was just subtle enough. It tasted like a. It, like it titillated your appetite, made yeah. you kind of horny for the lemons. <laughs> what about <laughs> the, uh, these are kind of an Italian cookie. These are like uh, almond macaroons mm-hmm. with a candied cherry center. And yeah, a lot of Italians have a lot of strong opinions about that, <laughs> whether you wanted your, your amaretti's crispy or chewy. Well, you're supposed to have them crispy because you're supposed to dip them in coffee, but I always hate them. I just don't like the way they taste. I don't like those So either. I like that yours are soft. And yeah. you don't need to have them mm-hmm. with coffee. Because sometimes you don't want coffee at 10 o'clock at night. Even though growing up, we used to drink coffee at 10 o'clock at night. My mom <laughs> used to make espresso right before going to bed. And we give it to her children. Yeah, of course. That's explains something. <laughs> now I can drink coffee before going to sleep. I'm fine. Are you oh. a night owl? Like oh, I'm a big night owl. Between midnight and 3 a.m. is my favorite time. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're like Lauren Bacall. My favorite time of day? Is night. <laughs> you think coffee and sleeping don't mix? They do. That's high point. You see, high point's decaffeinated. They have a special way of capturing flavor, deep fruit flavor for that awesome taste. Mmm. It's a coffee lover's dream. High point. Now with. 28% more flavor. <laughs> I have the whole co- ad memorized. I love it. So, uh, then last but not least, Mark went to Norway. To retrace his heritage this year in Alp for Norga mm-hmm. and won the hearts of Norwegian people. Why, thank you. And their country, mostly with his uh, authenticity. And my dick jokes. And your dick jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a lot of the, the people who are watching the show and the feedback that you got on social media, they said that they really liked your authenticity. I know, it's not sweet. And I'm not. Because I know you, yeah. and I guess maybe I'm just blind. I'm your husband, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm just blind to what's going on here. Like, weren't the other contestants authentic, too? Or Well, I think also, too, like, it's my friends who were saying this, too. So they they recognize, they're just like, wow, that is who you are, is like what we see up on stage. So I think that that's what they're reacting to. And I think maybe because they don't know some of the other people, that maybe they don't come off as authentic because they don't have that familiarity. I would agree with that. I I felt like watching it, you weren't trying very hard. I think you were just Mm -hmm. being yourself, which I love. Mm -hmm. I thought that was great. And so uh, Mark made some, uh, they sounds a little dirty, krum kaka. 
which is yeah. a, kind of a, a waffle cookie mm-hmm. that's it's, either in a you cone. You make it with pizza maker, but it's like a little mm-hmm. bit of a different recipe. Did you have one of those? Yes, I did. Okay. And it's it's more sublime. Yeah. It's not over the top. It's like, but it's also a, a cookie that'll last for two weeks. So, <laughs> and so we covered ours at mm-hmm. uh, white chocolate, um, cranberries, mm-hmm. and toasted mm-hmm. almonds. And traditionally, they're just filled with like jam or maybe cream cheese or whipped cream. Oh, it's nice. So, what do you think about those? Yeah, I like them. It's like a very thin waffle almost. Mm-hmm. It's like a curvy, like yeah. a wrapped up waffle. It's like a pizza, like a waffle taco. Yeah. Mm. Like a waffle, a waco. Because mm-hmm. pizzas are one of my favorite cookies of all times. Mm-hmm. Well, this season with Alt for Norca, they really pushed the food aspects of it and, mm. and the challenges and the discussions. And Mark, you know, had to cook pig's heads, was sheep, it? Sheep's sheep heads. Head. And I, I would have fainted when I saw <laughs> that. Like, I really had a lot of admiration for you just to be able to calmly and coolly be like, no problem. We're going to boil these and we're going to serve them and you're going to love it. They were delicious. It was what, weird to eat. A what, sheep head. what was it that you liked about it? Well, it was smoky. It had a really intense smoky flavor to it. Mm. So it was smoked meat. So it, you would compare it like what people had who might not like have a brisket, frame of like reference? Like a smoked brisket. Okay. So, so it was like a like very, that. you could make a sandwich with that. Easily. Oh yeah, totally. The, the thing about it is though, is like, you know, you have to remove the flesh from, you know, an animal's head and that's not always pleasant. And so, what, when you guys served it, did you just plop the head on yep. people's plates? Right on the plate. The vegetarians <laughs> got cheese omelets. Oh, poor guys. That's not fair. What? That's not fair. They got to eat the cheese omelets, and you guys had to eat the head? I was happy to eat the oh, head. Okay. You know well, I love good. head. <laughs> what, what kind of side dishes did you guys offer with that? Uh, uh, it was uh, rutabaga and turnip. Boiled rutabaga and turnip? Something like that, yeah. Oh, and then what kind of like seasoning did you put in the rutabaga and the turnip? Uh, nutmeg, salt, and pepper. Okay, and a little yeah, bit of oil. kind of good. Or a butter? Bit, yes, I think some butter, yes. So it was kind of like a very earthy yeah, meal. Yeah, it was a very earthy meal. And no vegetables? Well, that was the rutabaga. Oh. Mm-hmm. What was the fav- your favorite thing that you ate on the show? Uh, what was the favorite thing I ate on the show? Um, I can tell. Answer. I that. think the small hova was very good. Oh. What else? Mark was very excited about the smokes goat cheesed. Uh, I guess it was it's like almost sm- a, oh, Brunos. The Brunos. Brunos is a uh, goat cheese that has like they cook the milk for three hours so it's caramelized beforehand. Mm, that sounds And I wasn't delicious. really familiar with it, but a lot of my castmates were like, "Oh my god, I love Brunos! I can't, I can't believe we're having Brunos!" I'm just like, "What is?" I didn't know anything going in. And I think that that's part of the key to my success of lasting so long because I was just like, I w- didn't know anything, so I was very interested in everything. And you had a sort of a sense of awe and wonder. Yeah. So the people are watching the show are on the same page mm-hmm. as you. They're just kind of discovering things as you go mm-hmm. along. And maybe that's why, like, producers in these kind of shows, they don't want you to be too prepared because no. then you're going to be, like, kind of jaded or Yeah, I only watched, like, two episodes, and many of the people in my cast had, had watched, like, every season. Some people had watched, every like, some of the seasons twice. I was just like, wow, that's yeah. a lot. I, that's, for me, like, the, the message, the spirit of the holidays or the New Year's resolution, uh, for me, is just be more like Leslie Jones. Mm. Uh, she's the tall African-American woman from Saturday Night Live who was in the Ghostbusters movie. She's awesome. And to me, I'm like, you know, she's a funny comedian, but to me, it's like, it doesn't, she, she's just as funny as the other cast members. What I really love about her is her, her 
optimism and enthusiasm for every little thing that she does. She gets mm-hmm. excited about it. She is just like, oh my god, I'm with talking to you know Wendy Williams. Holy shit, yay! You know, and everything that she goes through is just exciting and wonderful and beautiful and 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 it's something that we can learn from. She's you know at the same age as we are, and she's been struggling as a comedian her entire life. She was working like just uh, you know four or five years before she got on Saturday Night Live at a chicken and waffle house wow. in New Jersey or something like that. So you know your life can turn around and be better um, if you get as excited about stuff as Leslie Jones. You just have to figure out how to get excited about it. And she also lets stuff roll off her back because you know she's been attacked kind of ruthlessly mm. online. For especially sure. after the Ghostbusters movie, mm-hmm. especially, you know, and it's, I wish that she would have not stride. taken that too seriously. I felt, I, I even tweeted to her. I was like, Leslie, let this, you know, you're so much bigger than this. Why are you giving these people the time of day? And she's like, you don't know what I'm going through. Like she responded. This is the only time. She responded. She yeah. Yeah. I got into a conversation with her on Twitter about it. That's well, what's great about the so main person who's attacking him. I want to say his name because he's the devil. Um, <laughs> it's like now he's complaining. He's like $2 million in debt. I'm like, how do you get $2 million? Four million. Four million dollars in debt. It's like because he's you know eating, drinking million dollar bottles of champagne. You know the (laughs) Republicans in Russia. I guess I don't know. You know people who want want a little astroturfing. We know about one blogger who was like really enthusiastic about Hillary Clinton into the 2008 election, and because she didn't get the nomination, he became a right wing Republican. How does that even happen? Because I think some people there, you know, racism trumps everything. The fringes of society, they're, you know, they're not, they think about politics as almost as a sport and they're not really thinking too clearly. They're not about ideological, the imp- they're just. Yeah, they're just wanting to be part of the winning team or, you know, resisting. And I, and I've seen this even with Puerto Rican family members of mine who moved to the United States and become Republicans. And I'm just like, did you not, the reason you moved to the United States was because of this hurricane and the devastation that we have right now is a result of Trump's inaction. And now you want to give him another four years. It baffles me. It's mind boggling. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, if Puerto Rico became a state, then we'd have a, you know, Democrat. And I was like, Puerto Rico, if, if Puerto Rico became a state, it might be a Republican or at the most a, a purple state. It may, it may not even be a blue state. It'd be Viola. That's crazy. Viola, yeah. Wow. A lot of people don't even know that. And the Republicans are so racist and bigoted, they don't even realize that if they were like, yes, we want Puerto Rico to become a state, they would actually get more power. But they're just too prejudiced against Latinos, so they don't even clearly see a power grab when the, it's placed in their lap. That's the crazy Which is thing so about it. so uncharacteristic of them, isn't it? It's not Christmassy. <laughs> Do you guys have any fun plans for the holidays? Or I know we're going to be going to Texas, and I'm going to be in doing a drag show. On January 3rd at the Iron Bear. Yeah, I can't wait to actually do it, because uh, the Austin drag scene is really just remarkably fun. And I'm going to be uh, combining all these songs from our incredibly strange Christmas music specials from the last 14 years. And putting like a, a short medley and uh, be singing, lip syncing them and ripping things off my body and well, all right. <laughs> going nuts. Manny, what are you doing for the holidays? Uh, I'm going to Washington, D.C., actually. Ooh, yeah, I'm just going to go. I'm visiting a friend that lives there. Uh, me and Cameron are going to go there for a few days, visit the Smithsonian, Aww. look, check the out the, the local Bible museum. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to check out the local gay fraternity chapter. We always call it the local fraternity chapter. What's that mean? It just means the local gay scene. Oh, okay. Yeah, because any yeah. city you go to, you can check into the gay scene, yeah. which is nice. Yeah, we're just going to go there. We just like we like getting away from Chicago for New Year's Eve. Okay. Um, we just we enjoy that, even if it's a small city. Big so Christmas city. with your family, and then uh, to yeah. New Year's uh, yeah. for DC. And Christmas Eve, my everybody family. in DC is gay. Is it? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. is a very, very gay town. I don't know how I'm going to feel about being that close to Voldemort, but I think it'll be okay. No. He might not even I, be there. I don't think he's going to be there. He's going to be spending 16 days at his uh, resort, oh, uh, Mar-a-Lago. Be fine. And what do you do for, with your family? Christmas Eve? Christmas we Day? We do fish. My mom always does fish on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. That's a, that's like an Italian tradition. But the Christmas Eve is the big the one. How do you prepare the fish? Is it fried? She does all sorts of stuff. Yeah, she fries it, grills it, just octopus. Is it many different kinds of fish or yeah. is it one fish? Octopus, shrimp. It could be Fruit of the Mari, the pasta with fish. And that translates to fruit of the sea. Fruit of the sea. Mm -hmm. Ooh, just like you. Mm -hmm. A little bit fruity, a little bit oceanic, (laughs) like our sapphic sisters. Uh, You wrote another, this is a song that was actually by a girl group that since... They recorded this album. They retired. Yeah, yeah. The, the The group was called Venus Envy, and they were around in the mid-90s. And this is one of my favorite Christmas spoof albums. Mm. And it's so good. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about them. They were they were actually a Seattle-based all-women band. Um, they were Their first album was called Unarmed and Dangerous, and it was out in the 90s. And then this second album of parody songs was actually released on like a, connect, or a cassette tape. Um, and it's oh, called wow. I'll, I'll Be Homo for Christmas. Well, all right. I and love stuff from the 90s because it always has like that queer aesthetic. Like there's totally. some kind of radicalness to it. And on an authenticity. Eager, what is it? No, no. Coco Peru said uh, earnestness. Mm. I'll, I'll tell you some of the songs on this thing. It's uh, Old Little Town in Michigan. There's uh, the Chipmunk Commitment song. Uh, there is the 12 Gays of Christmas. Rhonda the Lesbo Reindeer. Silent Dyke, which is one of my favorites. Well, and um, Silent Dyke. And, uh, <laughs> and the thing about this album is you can't even get it on iTunes. You can't get it on Spotify. You have to get it on CD Baby, which means you have to download it on your computer. Or you can buy a CD of it. And that's the only way you can oh, listen wow. to it. Um, but I highly recommend it, and I want to do one of the songs from it. And I'm going to ask Mr. Fausto if you'll sing with me. Who, me? Yes. Oh, I, I don't think I'm ready for it. <laughs> sure you are. Well, I did bring my harmonica. Ooh, I think that's going to be a nice touch. <laughs> well, shall we go? All right, let's try it. Let's see what happens. Lesbians we have heard on high as they sing their sad refrain Mom and Dad will surely die When they hear their daughter's gay Coming out Coming out this Christmas Just wait and see Always gay and full of cheer And she'll share a bed with me Come 
of this Christmas time. Oh my God, you sound upset. I thought that you'd still love me. Only if I try to be cis and get into therapy. Nit, 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 nit. Coming out this Christmas, coming out, coming out this Christmas time. Yay! We did it! Yay! You co-opted a lesbian song. Well. Well, you know, I thought about changing the lyrics to make it a gay song, but I didn't. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I want to take away from the original. So I I wanted to do it the way the the ladies did it. Yeah, you guys are just like Butch Dykes. I'm a total les bro. (laughs) Yeah, one of the things I enjoy the most every year, especially in the holidays, is you and your friends getting together and singing Christmas songs in your living room. Oh, yes. And yeah, you have, have some a- really great musicians, the friends that, it, it, you know, the, the environment is so intoxicating and appealing that you guys just get drunk and pull out all your instruments and just go through everything from Mariah Carey's, you know, All I Want for Christmas is You, to traditional hymns, and it's really yeah, great. Last year when we busted out Holy Night, I feel like people's lives changed. Like, it, was it, was, so it was so intense. transcending. People were belting. It was so much fun. Yeah, we do it every year, and it's a, tra- it's a tradition. And by the end of the night, even the Scrooges start singing. Aww. So I always love that. And you're all invited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, kidding. the thing about it is, I think, you know, they say that uh, spirits, it, there's a reason why they call alcoholic beverages the spirit. Oh, is because it allows you to get into t- in touch with a, a deeper part of your humanity mm-hmm. and allow you to sort of put aside your ego, your mm-hmm. the walls around you. And I think that, you know, in terms of like your circle of friends and that, that experience, it's just something really, really wonderful and joyful. Oh, and of course, wonderful. you guys are all stoned, too. So <laughs> it doesn't hurt. <laughs> that always helps. 
And then we put the lyrics up on the TV so people can follow along, and it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, every year, because I, I, you, you don't decorate too much for Christmas. Just a little bit. A little yeah, bit. I do we, small little Christmas bushes, yeah. and I do garland around mm-hmm. the entrance. We do a little bit around our, our place, too. And I might break out and get a little tree this year just for a little something different. Maybe they'll have a little pine scent in here. But, you know, Ooh. every year some people get in That's trouble nice. for their Christmas decorations. And one woman in Louisiana got a letter from her neighbors because they didn't like her Christmas decorations. Oh. <laughs> She put out giant inflatable dragons. Not very Christmassy, right? And so she got a letter that says, Your dragon display is only marginally acceptable at Halloween. It is totally inappropriate Christmas. It makes your neighbors wonder if you are involved in a demonic cult. Please consider removing the dragons. May God bless you and help you to know the true meaning of Christmas. And so what did she mean? She's just like, well, you know what? I'm going to add more dragons. And then she put halos on them so that they're like, they're holy dragons. Do it. And then there's a family in Toledo that took upon themselves to decorate this little tiny weed that grew up at the side of the road. Because, you know, I think Toledo's like a lot of these northern Rust Belt cities, you know, they, you know, people don't necessarily care for it and like weeds grow in different places and it's not so pretty. So this family just decided like, listen, uh, they put some lights on it, they put some decorations and little presents on it and now people are taking photos of it and it's uh, making a little Christmas thing all around the world. It's very like a uh, Charlie Brown Christmas Christmas tree in that same spirit of taking this very humble, mm-hmm. rotten looking plant mm-hmm. and decorating, and giving it love. Mm. That's, that's, that's the spirit of the holidays is taking things that are the underdogs, the misfits, mm-hmm. the square pegs in a round hold world uh, and just celebrating them by zhushing them up mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for the stoner in your life, there's a lot of uh, decorations and gifts you can give to them, especially if you live in states like California where it's legal. Uh, one company, Henry's Original, has a uh, handcrafted holiday wreath. So it's like a traditional little wreath, but then it has, like, you know, where it has little bows with the pine cones and stuff like that. It has a bunch of cannabis buds. Oh, now, it'll, it'll, it'll cost you like $400, but, you know... Are they smokable? Oh, yeah, absolutely, without a doubt, without a doubt. And then if you just do, like, a shopping thing on Google, you can find all sorts of, like, cannabis-inspired ornaments that you can hang on your tree. And then, of course, there's, um, uh, in in California, they also sell a cannabis Christmas. It's like an advent calendar, and every uh, thing that you open up has a little little something you can... uh, Eat in it. Oh, well, I got one on top to top Mm -hmm. it all. The uh, Canadian company Kush Mm -hmm. Calendars. Mm -hmm. uh, Guess what they sell? A advent calendar for all the days of Christmas with little different strands of weed. Mm. And so every day you can get stoned and get high for the holidays, just like Harold and Kumar. Mm -hmm. Is it a different strand every day? Uh Uh-huh. So you can find the one that doesn't make you paranoid? (laughs) Yeah, I like that. That's great. (laughs) And uh, one one California company has something called Mistletoe, so they've decorated this uh, marijuana to look like it's mistletoe, and so you can hang it over somebody's (laughs) head, make out with them, and then get all stony baloney. Stony Uh, baloney. Cush Calendars also sells an edible cannabis 
cookies and mm. candy advent calendar so you can, you know, get high instead of smoking and eating it. If anybody oh. wants to mail us some or send us Christmas cards or a check <laughs> or a, a five-pound box of money for Christmas, a cashier's check. Cashier check is a great way to make an anonymous donation to Feast of Fun. <laughs> uh, you can send that to Feast of Fun at 5315 North Clark Street, number 242, Chicago, Illinois, 60640. Yeah, right now, uh, you know, the laptop that I'm recording with is having a lot of the hardware problems. And so it is sort of like a, you know, we record this podcast almost like on a ship that has a bunch of leaky holes yeah. and it's sinking into the We're ocean. We're bailing water. We're bailing water out. So if uh, we are trying to save up to get a new laptop and also to be able to edit the 4K footage that uh, we um, foolishly, I guess, taped some of the Cooking with Drag Queens episodes. It's taking a little bit more time just to figure out a good solution for that. But we have just around the corner in time for Christmas. T.S. Madison. Oh, it's going to be a Christmas miracle. T.S. Madison sticking a peppermint stick on a pickle and going to town on mm-hmm. it. But that's going to be going through our holiday break. So the the people who are premium plus subscribers can actually watch it and you can become a plus subscriber at feastofun.com slash we also have t-shirts for sale in our store at feastofun.com slash store it's still not too late to order a t-shirt for christmas uh manny petty you are so awesome oh thank you so much for having me guys thanks for calling thanks for being such a good friend can i do another dirty song on the way out mm, i don't know Fausto. do we have time it's christmas well, i do appreciate that manny spent an entire hour not smoking any pot to do the show with us <laughs> manny says he only smokes pot when i'm around i really do it's only when well, i'm with only you. when the cameras are not rolling <laughs> manny i appreciate you so much darling Thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, thanks for having me. People can find you on Facebook, and your website is... My website is mannypettycomedy.com. You can also find me on Instagram, on Facebook, and somewhere on Twitter, although I don't tweet so much nowadays. But it's spelled P-E-T-T-Y. Correct. Like Tom Petty, except super gay. Not like a hand job and toe job. No. No. Shrimping. (laughs) Have you ever sucked someone's toes? Yes. That's like sexual it? shrimp. That's called shrimping. Shri- mm-hmm. I didn't know that was called shrimping. Yeah, I thought it was they called like towing. Shrimps. I thought it was yeah. like a towing company. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it was good. I liked it. Yeah. Well, nice. and, you know, in the holiday season when it's cold outside, the best thing you can do is you know lick your own peppermint stick <laughs> or someone else's <laughs> and bring the holiday heat into your home. Ooh. Man, do you have another song you're going to leave us with? I got one more song for you. What is it? Um, this one is called Jingle Ball Cock. Ooh. Yes, baby. I'm ready. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, and thanks, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. Happy holidays. Jingle ball, jingle ball, jingle ball cock. Jingle ball swing through my jingle cock ring. Swaying and craving some NSA fun. Boy, that jingle top seems real hung. Jingle ball, jingle ball, jingle ball cock. Jingle balls grind on your juicy behind. Brushing and thrusting my jingle ball hair on your derriere. I think it's butt time. It's the right time to pound the night away. 
jingle ball time is a swell time to go gliding down my one pole sleigh. Suck it up, jingle whore, don't you dare queef. Just sit around my dock. Swish and wiggle on my jingling meat. That's my jingle ball. Touch my jingle ball. Touch my jingle ball cock. <laughs> Is that too gross? It's okay. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.